Yeah! Oh, I can't help but want to scream on it. And we're back. <laughs> we're just sitting here talking about how we're going to get into it. You know, we're not going to number them anymore. No. It's kind of silly to talk about what number you I, said. I said, what are we going to do? I think mainly we need to not number them because I'm not sure your how count accurate. is right. I yet. like that we're not accurate. Yeah. yeah, Because that nine last time you were like, yeah, I think it's nine. And then you go. Just, and we're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we're back with John Hagler. Yes. Yeah. The executive pastor. Yeah. Which, no, he don't like that term. General manager. General, General manager. <laughs> that sounds like you're a General baseball manager team. To I like Jesus. a sports analogy. Do you? Jesus yeah. is general manager. Yeah. Jesus is general manager. That's weird. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That would be Judas. He didn't do so well. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That took a dark turn. Yeah. I'm just saying he was the money guy. It's yeah. not good. That didn't I don't go want well. to be compared to that. Yeah, that's what no. I'm saying. No, so we don't want to be no, we just want to say we're trying to do our very best to manage the resources that God gives us, Ooh, that's right? right? That's an official sound and answer. Right? That's truth. It's good though. Yeah, we're just trying. That's I mean, right. we're doing our very best and we're just trying. Well, that's that's the thing is <laughs> hey, admit it, it's not easy. No. Because and the reason I say that is because you have to manage me in my chaos of going Man, what can we do to help these kids? Or what can we do to help this school? Or what can we do to help this organization or this country or this person? And that's some real tension. It is. But but what's cool about it is every time you've ever come up with an idea, it may seem crazy to us at the moment. But in my experience, in the time I've been at Simple Church, God always comes through yeah. with the money. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going back to – I'm going to tell a crazy story. on This is behind the scenes backstage – Early on, Simple Church, this is a money story, but also um, just a way God works story. This is probably, I don't remember what year it was, early, one, two, or three, somewhere in the first couple. We had the boardwalk going. They would not give us the big theater. Okay, so we had all the the little theater. So maybe it was a 200-seater, and we kept looking to the 400-seater. If we just had the 400-seater auditorium, things are going to be the best. And, I mean, it's really the way it is. It's like you always, the next thing or whatever, like, boy, if we can get here. And they would not give it to us. We weren't going to get it. I mean, and I remember going, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand it. Somewhere in there, we had launched the bar, which was one of the reasons we did that. But then we were going to also attempt to launch, which was a different location, which was Regal 9, the other theater in town. So we were going to have, at that time, three locations, Boardwalk, Bar, and Regal 9. I remember going to Chip. This is so classic. You may have been around, Scott. I don't know if you were. Oh, no, no. I was around because I remember those days because I want to just tell a real quick story going along with that is, is I used to run the cards of you of the live service over Regal 9, and I, in fact, cussed out somebody in the parking lot (laughs) of the Boardwalk. And if you're listening, I apologize. (laughs) Well, because they blocked you? Yeah, they... They pulled in behind me, and it was a rush because I had a certain amount of time to make right. it, and there might be a train or who knows, and they decided to park behind me and, and have a conversation, him and his wife, and I just let it fly. And that's why we're praying for you. Right yeah, now, everybody right. pause wherever you are mm-hmm. say a little prayer for Scott, <laughs> you joy giver. Don't let them take your no, joy. No, that was not a joy giver. That was No, it, they no, robbed you it. Gave you gave it away to yeah, yeah, Your joy true. was in you, and you gave it away. Yeah. But that's another. That's another story. Anyway, right, I'm, I'm coming back. So, sorry about that. Here's the, that was a good story. Thank you. But me and Chip were sitting there, and I said, I think we got to launch Regal 9. Now, it was stupid to say it because we had no equipment. We really didn't have a plan. 
But the reason we were trying to do it is we literally were out of space at both locations because we didn't do childcare at the bar. So we didn't have any place for kids with ki- people with kids. And I remember going, we're going to, I think this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. And Chip was like, you just can't. We don't have it. There's no way. This is not going to happen. So we're screaming at each other in the hallway. Classic Chip. I'm not, well, in classic me. Yeah. So we're screaming at each other and arguing. He's like, you can't do it. So then I went Jesus juke on him. You know, I was like, so you're telling me God just can't do it. So you're saying there's no, you know, well, you know what I'm saying. And so we're back and forth. And you can ask Chip to this day. God is my witness. Two things happened. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but within a day, an hour, two hours, two days, I don't remember, in a short amount of time, there was another church in town, and it was Life Journey at the time, and they were our friends, and they were a church startup. We didn't know their story. They were in a skating rink, or they were doing something small around or whatever. Out of the blue, within moments to day a day, they called and said, hey, man, I got a crazy question for you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, what? Could you use a full trailer with all of our equipment? Because we don't think we're going to use this trailer and this equipment anymore. And we just need to sell it before we, you know, to pay it off, to get rid, get it off of our desk. I remember sitting there going, this cannot be happening, really. Everything that we needed to help launch it, to just get it going, it was like, Here's the trailer. Here's all the cases that were all made by the same people that we were using. Here's everything that you need. I remember going to Chip and going, hey, Chip. And he's like, I said, you remember how we <laughs> said this? And he was just like, it's pretty mind-blowing. But the reason I said that I think God knew our heart was, look, we don't we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how we're going to do it. But I saw him come through it that way. There's a, there's a second part to this. We also had to uh, figure out financial side of that we didn't know how we were going to do because it's more rent it's more everything right at the same time i was like we need to go to africa for the first time so i can tell it was 2009 so it was two years into it i felt like we should go to africa to investigate what was going on with the you know uh in the country and after the genocide and i don't remember what laid it on my heart but i knew we were supposed to go to africa the same time i'm like going i think we're going to go to africa everybody's like you ain't got no money like, you're launching these campuses. You know, I don't know how you're going to do this. God is my witness. I could tell you the guy's name, but it would embarrass him. He's in South Bossier. He was new to Simple Church. He um, showed up at the front door, and, and everybody, there was some tension. She was like, I think, I'm not sure this is wise. And by, I mean, there was some tension in the room. Within moments, hour, a day, <laughs> the dude comes to the door. This is in our small ghetto suite at the time. No offices, really, just small. Comes in, and he goes, man, you're going to probably think I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, man, what's going on? And he was just like, well, I leased a cell tower on my land, and I want to tithe off of that. And I was like, oh, I mean, out of nowhere. Never had done it, never had taught. I mean, and he wrote a $50,000 check, which to us is huge and i remember crying you know tearing up and going all right god because i just said man i'm announcing that we're going i don't have the money to go and he was like man it's funny how god works you know and boom here it was and i go back in and the chip was probably the only reason i keep bringing chip he was probably one of the only people we had on staff at the time so i mean we, yeah. he was one of our first hires so i was like dude you ain't gonna believe this and he was just like holy cow i only say that because when i look at our history like you're saying it's like I don't know how it works, 
you know, other than the fact that God sees your heart, saw our heart, and was like, man, I know what you're trying to do, and here's a way to accomplish it, and here's what that's going to look like. And I say that because you have to manage that chaos, John. <laughs> it needs, y'all need to put – you prayed for Scott as he cussed someone out a minute ago. Pray for John as he, you know, goes, oh, my gosh, what's next, you know? Yeah, it's – you know, I, I, did, I, I came in at the tail end of that story yeah. when my career started with Simple Church, but I remember it because I had just gotten on the ground here. I had no idea exactly what the situation was, but that was a, a cool story. And in the 10 or so years since, no doubt, every time God puts an idea on your heart, I've seen it every time. Somehow, as bizarre as it may come together, God makes it possible. Oh, yeah. And well, again, it goes, and it just goes back to faith. And I think following God and having the courage to, to take that chance. Yeah, and that's what I guess why we're, we're kind of walking through this. People ask us all the time, you know, about the financial side of the church because it's totally different than any church we've ever it been is. in. We've never taken an offering in 13 years. Right. When you, <laughs> let me just ask John. <laughs> John just said, right. Right. <laughs> so, John, whenever you were coming from Corpus, mm. And you had known that your brother had gotten up because you weren't really there when it all started. Mm-mm. So you probably phone calls. you probably would have told me that I was crazy. Yeah. But whenever you heard that you were going to come back and work for a church that had made a commitment that on Sunday morning they're not going to take an offering, be honest, what were you thinking? We're always going to be small. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really uh, – that's pretty bizarre. I mean, you know, having you know, grown up – in church and then working for a traditional Baptist church for a decade and then moving to another church for three years it was kind of a hybrid that still took an offering Yeah, to come back here and for you to make that proclamation and I could tell you were serious about it so it wasn't like it was negotiable <laughs> I'm joking for the, for the guy that's got to manage the money side of it you know obviously you're a little concerned like yeah. I, I honestly thought it would just limit us Yeah, that we would just be small Right. We would be, you know, I think at the time that I moved back here, you were running about a thousand people, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, maybe even a little more than that. But, but I thought that well, that's this is just will be the size it'll be, right. and you know that's okay. Yeah, but that's not been the case at all. Right. It's, it, you know, it's the craziest thing when I tell other buddies of mine that are still working for other churches and doing jobs similar to mine. They still can't get their head around the fact that you don't pass a plate or a bag or a bucket or a Mm-mm. whatever. Well, and the reason I, I mean, as weird as it is, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's, I know the other side of church, we grew up in church. Mm-hmm. I know the what people say is like, well, it's your, uh, it's an act of worship. Well, what I would say on that is I believe, based on scripture, that the act of worship is your life. Right. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a deep, <laughs> yeah, got but it, him. but it, but in the whole walk with me for this for a second. <laughs> so people, cause you're trying to figure out like why that doesn't make sense. Like what? Well, because if it is your life, well, then it is kind of like we talked about in the last podcast. It's everything that you do. Right. So I'm not going to limit it to the chicken bucket time is my worship moment or the shout to the Lord song is my worship moment. I'm going, no, it's the way that you go shopping today. It's the way that you manage what God's giving you in your house and in your cars and in your, 
It's the way that you treat your neighbor. It's the way that you live your life in every aspect of it, which is way more uncomfortable. Right. Because it's easier to go in some ways. Oh, well, I just worshiped because I gave a couple of dollars on the Check gold that plate. Box. Yeah. Or I, I worshiped when they hit this song where I'm going, no, the truth is, is what I hope for, what I long for for my kids, for my life, for us as a church is that it moves way beyond that. And you're going, man, I, you can still walk by and put it in a giving box and right. it can be an act of worship if that's your thing you know you can sing shout the lord and put it in there that's fine my point is <laughs> it goes beyond that it's like oh. i want you i believe that it's like jesus looking at the the woman that again we use that reference because to me it's just one of the most powerful and he's trying to teach the guys like guys y'all are missing it it's not about the service it's not about all of these rich people going, hey, look at me, I'm putting something in, or hey, I'm. it was more like, man, this old woman who has nothing walks in and gave everything that she had. What was he saying? It's everything. Right. It's not this song. It's not this one moment. It's she's giving it all, boys. Everybody paying attention. Everybody get your pads and pencils out, and everybody kind of look at it, and I'm going, that's what I long for is so that people, when they come in there, they don't feel weird about that, that they get to the place that it becomes a natural uh, or supernatural thing. They go, all right, God, I, it's yours, man, whatever I can do. you know. I'm, I'm laughing. You saw me laughing over here because I have a memory. When I first moved back here, what you guys did originally was you had literally a bowl, <laughs> like a big plastic bowl. It was a bowl. blue bucket. Yep. Yeah, it was a bowl. bowl. It was an oversized bowl. At one point, we had a bucket. Yeah, okay. Maybe we, moved, maybe we moved from bowl yeah. to bucket. I can picture <laughs> it. It sat on like it was a, a Walmart bucket. It I think. sat like on a bar stool. Yeah, right as you exited. And I remember one of the funniest <laughs> memories I had was a guy was making change out of it one day hey. because he was going to give, I guess, less than what he had in yeah, his pocket. Well, but, I understand. But what was funny about that to me is how casual that was. Obviously, we've gotten better. Yeah, and we've improved that. But what I like about the way we do it, and it ties right into what you were saying is in the traditional model, when they pass the bucket, the plate, the bag, or whatever it is, there's an implied pressure. Yeah. And uh, I can remember being at those traditional churches, and people would pick empty envelopes yeah. in the and plate. That, yeah. And that's sad to me yeah. that they felt like they had to do that, because in our model now is you can go by that giving station on your way out. You can give online. Yeah. You can text to give. I mean... There's so many different ways to give now, and it's not pressure. Right. It's it's guided by the Holy Spirit, I hope. Yeah. It's a journey that they're on, that they're doing it because they really want to worship with their resources. And that's what the New Testament says. I mean, that's, to me, it goes back to us that it's not a, a pressured thing to do, that you get to the point where you go, man, that, I know this is what God wants from me. I know this is what God is calling me to do. And what's cool to me is, is in the simple church, you've seen it done in a lot of different ways. Sometimes, and y'all joke about this because I'm, 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 this is backstage. I'm giving you the behind the curtain look. They would joke and say, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh Okay. Number one, most people, I love it when somebody says, well, I give cash. We don't have a lot of cash to come into the simple church. But what we have done is if someone buys a T-shirt or if there's, for example, if Do Good's doing something where there's a shirt that's helping, you know, kids get shoes or whatever, dr- drill a water well, whatever, y'all always say they just make a choice. 
because they can look how the money is you know like given. So it's like if do good stores open and somebody had a twenty in their pocket, they don't put it in the giving station. They just go give it to do good and they get a shirt out and in return for it. Which I've always said I don't care as long as they are right. that getting to that place of going. I want to help someone and I want to honor God with what I have. Now in America, it's no secret. That's why Do Good Store exists, and that's why if you'll look right now, in the 13 years we've been doing it, it's taken off in that companies are championing who they're helping because people want to believe that there can be a help. That's a Christian Jesus principle, but it's gone way beyond that. So I realize that is a way to give, and so we're not turning away from that or scared of that. We're going, hey, that's a way, but it's a pretty uh, simple way when we're really hoping that that's lanyap that's extra that's just on top uh because if you get to that place where it's like well man that's of course i can do that uh some of those times like when uh haiti made was in we didn't make it we didn't take any of that money you know we were trying to give them their money uh so that they could keep helping people in haiti or whatever and i think in the end we end up taking a dollar or two off a shirt or something because we made all the shirts for them just to make sure that we had our cover i mean our cost covered things but the truth is we're going, hey, that's just a way. And we've seen a lot of different ways people give. Some people have done some crazy stuff in 13 years they of giving. Have. Yeah, one of the cool things about Simple Church for me is we're open to however you want to give. Um, some of the craziest ideas that pop in my mind is we've had somebody give a house. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. And we were able to actually allow somebody to use that house for a period of time that was in need. And then we were able to sell it yep. and turn that into money that we could do good with. Yeah, uh, We've had people give uh, a portion of land. We own some land on Viking Drive. Part of the story is is the, the person that we bought it from really gave us a huge amount of the value of that land. Yeah. And that was a form of giving. We have a lot of vehicles that are given. And talk about that because that's a lot of people trade in a car and they lose their tail on they it. They do, yeah. The crazy part about that is they're worth just about nothing when you trade them in most of the time. And they mainly trade them in because it's a hassle. Yeah. They just want, they don't want to fool with the tag and all of that. Well, we've kind of created a relationship with Louisiana Auto Title, and it is a one-stop deal. Yep. You just simply meet me there with your title, and we handle all of the transaction fees, make it super easy, and then that vehicle is either sold if it's not something that's appropriate for somebody to drive like one i remember somebody gave us a hummer one time <laughs> they did a yellow yeah. hummer yeah and it's right not yellow. something it's not something that's affordable for a person that's in poverty to drive so we sold it and turned it into vehicles that were yeah. appropriate for people that needed a vehicle uh, or you donated and we just turn around and give it away yeah just in the last month we gave away a kia minivan to a single mom with a little boy yeah and she had no transportation. And there's nothing more exciting for me. This is one of the blessings I get is to watch her drive away yep. with a little kid in a car seat strapped in the back. And she was walking the day before. Yeah. And what's cool is, too, just to add to that, there's another part of giving that goes along with that because your life group, both you and Scott are in that life group, and they there's a bunch of guys that give their time. They do. They give their talent. Because they can repair cars, they give that time on the Wednesday night to go. Hey, man, I'm gonna put an hour in to make sure that the tires are, you know, good yeah. and basic repair. So it's like to me, it it's so many. There's so many different ways to give. But talk about like what y'all seen in the guys when they get a chance to oh, do that. Yeah, and again, it kind of goes back to 
different ways to give. Because right. like when we grew up in church, and I think Justin would agree with this, probably Scott too, is the only way you ever heard about giving was money. Yeah. If So if you didn't have any money, you were pretty discouraged <laughs> Yeah, as a contributor. Uh, I was always discouraged. <laughs> You're still discouraged. <laughs> still discouraged. We're trying to help you, Scott. So. <laughs> So what's neat about like my life group that you're talking about is a bunch of guys that are car guys and they come on a Wednesday night and let's say it's one of the vehicles somebody donated and it needs, you know, tie rod ends and oil change, headlights, whatever fixed. They actually are giving when they fix that vehicle yeah. up and then they'll gather around it and shoot a picture with it. And then when we give the vehicle away to whoever gets it, we try to give that image to that person to let them know that the donor of the car was a factor yeah. here, that life group was a factor here, the church may have paid some small expenses to make the repairs, but it was a collective effort yeah. that made this possible. And for those guys that may not have a lot of money, they you know, can walk away knowing, I actually changed somebody's life. Yeah. There's a young lady driving around now that wasn't because I took a, a couple of Wednesday nights. Yeah, and they that. get a job. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... And, and it's cool because some of these guys, not all of them, but they're not exactly um, the friendliest. Or I'm going to tell your life group. They're going to hear this. No, I wouldn't say they're not the friendliest, but they're 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 manly men. They're not <laughs> they're not open. Right. But it's cool because it really changes them and softens them a little sure. because they're able to do that. And and then it's interesting too because then you get to see it like. You know, some of these guys that are pretty hard because they've been, you know, had a hard life. It's something they love to do and yeah. can't wait to do it. So and I think that's the other do. part of giving that people don't see is the joy that you get out of seeing what it was accomplished. Exactly. I mean, I can brag on Brittany and them uh, and Haley walking a hundred and something miles <laughs> to raise money. I mean, I you don't mind a way to give. I don't think I've walked that far my whole yeah, life and if here, I added it up. <laughs> and here are these girls that just got back from drilling the water well that provides water to this family and the family, thousands of, of people in this community. And that's the way they gave. They decided to give their time. They got their friends to raise the money. They gave more time by going on the trip. They gave, I mean, I'm going, and then they gave their energy and their effort to play with the kids and actually drill the well. And I'm thinking, how cool is it that maybe in their life, that's something that they'll never forget and had never done at that level before. And I heard they're meeting again this week to go, what are we going to do next? How are we going to do it? Because it's it's like the joy and the excitement and the accomplishment. It's the same with you guys doing the cars, whatever. You're like, man, that's cool. When's our next one? Or, but someone a lot of time has to take that first step or they have to go, man, look, are we going to trade our car in or could we give it to somebody that's in need? Do we need that $2,000? Or And because you get tax credit for it. That's the other part of it. People act like it's not like you're just – you're losing it. You're still getting something right. for it. It's just a matter of how you're going to do it. But you get way more than tax credit. That's why I was going to be like, dude, it ain't about the tax credit. Although it helps, it's that that mom or that family has transportation uh, forever. You know what I'm saying? That they can trade it in. They can upgrade it. They can do whatever because we've had to repair some. And it's it, to me, it's just cool to see all that part of it happen. Yeah, and, and I wish that everybody, unfortunately not everybody, can, gets to see. We've done a couple of videos of car recipients what have you. But there's not too much that's more powerful than watching tears stream down the face of a person that was hopeless 24 hours before. Yeah. Not not knowing how they were going to get to work or to get their kids to school or whatever. 
and it's something that you were just going to give away. Like you were going to let the car dealership just give you 500 bucks for or $2,000 or whatever. It's minuscule in your life, life changing in there. Oh, absolutely. And that's true. Even like with the house that was given away, the person that gave the house, they didn't need the house anymore. Yeah. Didn't want the house anymore. It was a burden to them. They gave it away to bless somebody else. And I mean, wow. I mean, so I think a lot of times people think they don't have anything to give. Right. They're thinking, well, those are neat stories. I don't have a house. Right. I don't have a car. But it goes back to whether it's serving or giving a, a, a skill or resource yeah. away that you have. Because I've seen other guys, you know, that are not automotive, but maybe they're carpentry related. Yep. And they'll show up on a do-good day and put siding on a house. Or, yeah. And, and I, I would be willing to bet at the end of that day, out of all the work days they've had that week, that day's different. Oh, yeah, I can tell you. I'm going to tell you a cool story about that. One of the people that is in that category, on a couple of things, two good, two do-good days. One, we've given away a house to a veteran that through, again, circumstances had overcome addiction and was trying to rebuild, and we build this house, and you get that accomplished. Well, a guy in my life group, Tony, his family's been builders forever, you know, and we got in a bind on some of the job trying to get it done and the doors need to be hung. And so I called him like, hey, man, you got 30 minutes, an hour, because I think we can do this quick because you know what you're doing and I have enough hands. Maybe our life group can do it. And Tony's like, man, absolutely. So he comes over. Number one, he does it quicker, better <laughs> than any one of us could have ever done it. Right. But in the end, it challenged him and motivated him he went back to his mom and they donated land to build another that's house right. i mean that's a fact he came back and his mom's like because his dad was a veteran that gave a lot so he's like wow man this guy's getting this house it's cool because it's a night it's here in bozier so then his mom's like we we want to give land to do the next one now again we're preparing for that but if you have a business or if you have uh, skill, you know, then we want to do a little different than we did last time so more people can use their skills right. and their businesses. Because what did we pay to build that house? I can't remember. Uh, $50,000? $50, yeah, I want to say that. Right. So that was, it's another way. People, what did you do with your money? Well, there's 50000 mm -hmm. of it. 20000 for shoes for kids. The right. People go, how do you put shoes on the feet of these kids? And that's twenty grand. So if you give $10, it can all go towards whether it's water wells or shoes or houses or whatever it is, or giving you a place even to meet. People forget in the midst of all the good that we're trying to do because we believe that we should be solving problems in the name of Christ. I deeply, I'll be preaching on it again this weekend, or not this weekend, but next weekend, because I woke up this morning. He, Jesus is the ultimate problem solver. So like if it was someone in poverty, if it was someone that was sick, if it was someone that was in need, and obviously with our salvation, but I'm going back as Christians what do you want to be known for? Picketing, complaining, griping, pointing the finger, politics, or, hey, man, we're lovingly solving problems. A lot of peas in there. <laughs> yeah, there's there's there. a few yes. that I – yeah, sorry. We used to have a filter. Picketing, politics. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. You got on a roll there. Well, because it aggravates. I just think – I I just, I just hope – I am. And I politicking hope, and picketing. Well, because God knows, I hope the next generation, I hope that the churches that are coming behind us are better than we are. I hope that it changes so that when they're not well, – here's another way I say that. It goes back to – I got an email uh, yesterday, the day before. A young lady in our community uh, lives across the street from a same-sex couple. 
the same-sex couple professes Christianity, and they're they're trying to figure that out. They're on this journey with God. The girl that goes to the similar church lives across the street has been friend to them, went over there, and, hey, man, glad you're in the neighborhood, just trying to be kind and loving. A pastor lives in this neighborhood. Don't know who these are, so don't ask me, and I'm not lying. I don't know. This is just what I received. But the girl that goes to church was brokenhearted because that pastor put up a no gay sign in their front yard across the street from the couple to, I guess, drive home that they don't agree with them. Well, what broke my heart about it is, is this couple, the same-sex couple, writes a post of how broken they are by that, that you would wave to us, that you came over and offered to help us in any way, and then you turn your back on us and you make fun of us and you bash us with different groups of people because it's not exactly what you thought it was. And the way that she wrote it was powerful because she was just like, you think Jesus didn't love us or didn't show up, but I want to encourage, I want to challenge you. And they went into explaining how Jesus showed up when the policeman came and asked the, the neighbor to take that sign down. She said, Jesus was here. Jesus was here when my neighbor came over and hugged me and said, I'm sorry that you had to have that happen with your kids. She said, because I'm just trying to manage my own life. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to work through this. And I'm going, here we are all these years later. And not to argue or to say one's right or one's wrong. I'm going, but as a believer in Christ, to have the opportunity to say, we love people. And we're not saying that there's that there's not sin or there. We know there's sin. I got sin in my life. They got sin in there. You got sin in your. We're working to eliminate that. But one of the things that's going on, and you go, well, what if they're not that? That what are you gonna do? Let the Holy Spirit work on them. Let God work on those people. And what we can do is be Christ to them in those ways. And one ways we do that is by being known is not as a stirring up the pot or trying to get make our point or try to win an argument or make someone do something. I just think that when you go, man, how can I so, lo, show you love in a way that is real, is tangible, and it can solve a problem that's real, then what what better world it will be when that happens as opposed to I'm going to prove to you I'm wrong. I'm probably, blah, 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 blah. goes back to the financial side of it. If you don't have a way – to meet a need for someone that is in those situations. For example, Africa. People are starving in different parts of the world. So if I go in and just, I'm going to preach you Jesus, I'm going to tell you Jesus, I'm going to tell you Jesus, and then I walk away with you still hungry, it's very hard to believe what I just said. So when we go to Africa, and we were all reminded we did Numana here, we packed all these food boxes, it cost us. I don't remember what the cost of that was, but it was expensive. hundred thousand? It's a bunch of money. <laughs> okay, and everybody's like going, how are you going to do this? You won't know the impact until you go and see the kid that's eaten. And so then I'm going, I can't go over there and tell them, Jesus loves you, brother. Jesus loves you. And I'm sorry you're starving. You know, I'm like, no, I mean, it's like, dude, let me feed you. So that your belly is full so that you can hear what I'm saying. Right. It doesn't matter who that is. It's hard for them to trust us or to believe in us when you're saying one thing and you're doing something radically different. Or you're saying one thing and you don't put any money behind that to try to accomplish it. 
one of the things I'm probably most proud of is when we went and fed all the organizations that were helping people in Shreveport Bossier, and that included the Philadelphia House. You know, it's like I, I want I'm not I want to try to let people know. It's like, look, dude, we we just want you to know that you're you're uh, thought about, that you're appreciated, and that you're loved. And we don't have to agree on everything because we're not going to agree. On, I don't agree. Us three don't agree on everything. I hate NASCAR. Okay, you love it. Wow. Now <laughs> strong. I know, right? Mm. You don't Man. like football. Ah, no. Come on. I like like the end of football. <laughs> the end of football. Well, I like I like Whatever. the playoff games. These are games. these are trivial things. Uh, NASCAR is yeah, not I trivial. Know. <laughs> but when you get to the big stuff, it's like I don't care if you agree or not. But we can agree on this. That a kid shouldn't be hungry. Right. You know what I'm saying? That a kid should have clothes. That a kid that, like in, in war is, if you're talking about opening a Christmas gift, that costs money. It takes a little bit of time and a little bit of money. But, Scott, you've seen it. Yeah. The impact that makes on those people is like, they're not supposed to be in our country. Get away. I mean, okay, listen, we're not here to debate immigration or not. We're just talking about loving the person that Jesus would call us to love. And in that moment, let God be God. And if we're not, it's very difficult for them to hear or receive that what we're saying is true, in my opinion. So I just I just made me think about you were talking about the neighbor and the situation over there with the sign with the pastor or whatever. This morning on the radio they're talking about Nashville mm-hmm. getting hit by the tornadoes oh, yeah. a couple of nights ago. And they had the governor and he said, Yes, there are government resources that will help solve this problem. But neighbors are mm-hmm. the ones that are going to make this happen. Yeah, and it was just—it just reminded me of the whole do good principle. Yeah, you know, the thing that we talk about all the time. And I heard you say it in a podcast I listened to a lot long ago. Is there's quickly becoming a time where government will no longer be able to solve the problems in this world because they're just exponentially getting bigger and bigger. And I do believe that we are called as individuals, as neighbors, as community people to see a need and meet a need. Yeah. And I think going back to giving, here we go again, you know, it's not about passing that plate. It's about listening to what God wants you to do and responding to it. Sure. And that might be just taking a pie over to your neighbor that nobody ever visits, that the house is always dark and you wonder... Who lives in that house? Right. And nobody in the neighborhood knows. It's probably me. It may be. <laughs> and you have No, your neighbors yeah. have seen you, but that's, that's a whole true. other podcast. <laughs> Too much of you. Yes. Please close your blinds. <laughs> Don't even tell him where he lives because that will distract the whole podcast. Just stop it. Yeah, just close your minds. Okay. Back to pies and, and whatever. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go deliver, it's, it is the principle. That's it what is. this girl is saying is. To to take the other side of it, the the same sex couple was going. It meant something when you came and showed love, right? So, regardless of whether you agree or disagree, is as a believer, our method, our way to share Christ and to change the world, not according to Justin, not according to the Simple Church, according to the New Testament, was love. You're right. going to be known by your love, right. not by what you believe, not by your picket signs not by stances, but by your love. So whether that's a car that is given away in love or whether that is a simple shoebox given away love or a, a bag of food that's given away love or a food box or 
That's why I go back to a simple bike like those life groups that are going through that trouble of doing all that. It's not the value of the gift. It's to remind the person of their value. Yep. So if, if every person has value according to what we believe in Scripture, then why would we not treat them with value? Right. And why would you not try to figure that out and make a financial sacrifice to do that in whatever way it is not? Y'all have seen this before, and, and it happens occasionally, which is really cool, is when someone buys the meal behind you. You know, you get in the car food line, and you're always like, well, that was cool. And then you know you're caught in a quandary then. Oh, do yeah. I keep buying the car <laughs> behind me, or will I be well, safe? you know, you look in the mirror, and you're like, how many people are in that car Yeah, and then I'm looking at could I be Satan right now and drive off and be like, sucker the end, line ends here. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you just go like, it's over. Or you go, oh, man, how, I mean, come on, man, sure. I got the car behind me. And people are telling how viral it goes because it, once again, starts their day off, reminds them, dude, hey, man, somebody's thought about me. Right? And it is not a lot of money in the grand scheme. No. I mean, now, again, unless you go through Chick-fil-A in my family, you can drop right. 50 real fast. Oh, so. yeah. But, yeah, it happens. <laughs> But jokingly and not joke, it's it's one of those ideas of going, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate you remembering. I appreciate you trying to show that love in a tangible way. Well, and, and you don't have to give a lot. Just like in our life group, we you know we have cars and stuff that we've given away just that people have donated to us. But then that inspired one of our guys who's a manager at uh, the convention center, and he had a guy that walked to work every day. He couldn't afford to buy him a car, but he did buy him a bike. Yeah, because he was cool. tired of seeing him walk, and the guy yeah. would come in and he would walk. I don't know how far, but then they got him a bike, and then through that though, now he has a car, and so just that little bit of inspiration, yeah, was able. He was able to give what he could, which was a bike. Yeah, and you talk about giving what you can. Another story pops in mind of a business owner. Uh, uh, he has Eagle Truck. Yeah, Keith Rutherford. I love this story. We talk about it in volunteer every time we teach it. But he walked up to me one time and he says, "Hey, do y'all ever use trucks?" <laughs> You're like, yeah. do you realize we're the mobile church? Yeah, we're, we're a portable church. You live in a mobile home, Scott. Right. That's only appropriate for the mobile church. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to call it a portable home now. Okay. Yeah. But what's so cool about it is he saw an opportunity to use something that he has and give us use of it, and it solves a huge problem for us. It really I does. I mean, what most people don't realize is when you walk up and grab that soft drink every Sunday, that soft drink is shipped into that convention center by one of Keith's trucks yeah. every three weeks, and we don't pay anything for that truck. Yeah, and that's what I, that's a that's a perfect example because it is, it's what he does. It's not a big sacrifice in some ways. I mean, in a lot of ways it could be, but I mean, he's going, hey, I got it. Yep. And then it that and he loves it. Yeah, and that that gift serves a lot of different people that we wouldn't have. We'd have had to you know pay right. for it or find some other way to make it happen. Right. Well, and I was thinking, too, about another one of uh, the guys that we know. He started off not doing a whole lot, but then ended up getting some money, and he took us to lunch and was like, dude, I've never really given a whole lot of anything. But how good he felt saying, I want to be a part of this at yep. a bigger level. Yep. And the smile that was on his face, and I'm going, man, how cool is it that it does matter? That it, you, you, All you can say is, is looking back at the history, looking back at what God's done, it's both. It's for you and it's for the other person that you're, you know, you're helping, which to me is awesome to see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any other questions people ask you typically about Ooh. like? Well, you mentioned cash. You, know, you said, you know, that not many people give cash. A lot of people assume that we take in a lot of cash. We don't. 
uh, on a typical weekend, it's under a thousand dollars. So that begs the question, well, how do they give then? What are the ways we give? Uh, probably our greatest is online. Yeah. And that's what we hope. Yes. And why would that be advantageous? Well, for you as a giver, it's super easy to set up. It automatically drafts it out of your account. You're not having to remember to do that. If you're anything like me, you got a billion things going on. You can just set it, and it takes care of it. For us, it automatically deposits into the account, so nobody's having to handle that money, count that money. It's a win-win. It's secure. It is secure, uh, and it's fantastic. Um, but we have a lot of people that write checks, too. Yeah. There's still a whole generation that still believes in writing the check, and that's cool. And we have a way to process that, and that's another way. Uh, one of the more, I guess, trendy ways that's happening right now is text to give. Yep. Uh, which is basically you just text in text in an amount into a certain number and it goes right into an account. Some of the younger people like that, especially because yeah. it's on your phone. It's easy to do. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of different ways to do this. Mm-hmm. You're not limited to just writing a check, remembering to bring a check, remembering to go by the ATM to drop off cash. Uh, you don't have to do any of that. And you may have, like, it, it just reminds me, you may have something that you're passionate about that you want to help with or you may have a business it happened this week um we're going to do the walk for good coming up in march 22nd where you're trying to raise money for kids that are battling cancer and giving their families a break working with lighthouse uh organization well a lady's sitting in the audience and i'm like whatever you know the message part of the message got her this past week and she was like i own a snowball business and i want to give my proceeds and I don't know you, you don't know me, but I want to, I, I'm ready to step up. Maybe they've given, maybe they've not. Maybe they've never done anything, but they're like going, what is one day's profit to help a kid get away from cancer for a week? And I'm thinking, man, that's pretty cool because we didn't even know her. She didn't right. know what we, and, and, and she's got a great opportunity, so get, come get you a snow cone on I that. like snow cones. Dude, it's You new. like snow cones? Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, if y'all had the one that has the Eagle brand, this on is top no. Of it. This yeah, is see, that's too much for me. No, that's, no, it's that's never too much. much. It's too much. Too for much me. for you. <laughs> it, you didn't just say that. Yeah, uh-huh. no, it is. It's too much for me. He gave you the handshake. Mm. Well, I'm not sure if she has Eagle brand milk, but it's New Orleans style. I bet she's gonna have it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, then double mm. down on our. We're going to be all right. We're going to have Double it. Double down. I'm not yeah. worried. But it was a great example, though, of her saying, seriously, here, here's another way I can give, and, and this is her you know, cool. place to do that. So I think about whoever may be listening or you know, thinking about it, just even if it's something you're passionate about, come to us about it. It's like, man, the bikes were the same way with the life group. Mm, Somebody yeah. was just, they started that. Like, we didn't come up with that. Those guys in that group it came up. started off with, super small, too. And now there's hundreds and hundreds yes. now thousands of bikes that have been given away to kids and here we go again so it was a small idea it was a one particular life group had the idea of giving some bikes to some kids they had no idea that the blessing was mainly going to be for them yeah because they're thinking that they're going to just give these oh they'll kids tell the you kids. yeah they cry oh, watching it happen grown men you know as you said men's men manly men yeah manly men <laughs> and <laughs> it'll it'll wreck you when you when you go into those gyms or whatever, and you uh, there you see those little kids riding them around and picking their color. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Which and one's then, their favorite? And then there's another side of that, and that's all the teachers oh, that we oh, see. I mean, yes. that's the thing. Is like, what if you didn't do it? 
Right. What if they never thought about it? So there may be something you're sitting there thinking, well, what if we... And then the thing is, is you got to put some energy and effort into it. So you're giving your time and your energy right. into launching it. Sometimes they want us to do it. I'm like, look, no, we can champion the cause. We can maybe help a little. But the cool thing is, is when it's your passion and it's your way to give and you go for it, dude, it's pretty cool to, to get the reward and the benefit on the other side of seeing what it really does for people. You made me think of another example of creative giving. My wife works at a local school. She's a secretary. And we had a guy at the church, and brand new to the church, said, I want to adopt a teacher. That's cool. And I want to just provide supplies, you know, whatever they need. Well, it just so happened at my wife's school, there was a brand new teacher that was just starting. So we linked those two people together. And now this guy just keeps in touch with her. And if she needs pencils, paper, construction paper, cupcakes for a party that's awesome he's the guy yeah they're in lower income school where she don't necessarily yeah. have all that and the parents aren't there to they're fill not. in that there's gap there's no pta yep. mm-hmm. there's no you know group of people making that happen so he took one classroom one teacher it's affordable for him she doesn't wear him out yeah but ever so often she goes hey i could really use whatever yeah and he shows up with that's it. awesome that's giving well that's and awesome. i think too like even uh Sonic, you know, of, of another organization has done that. I've called Paul for different things, and he will donate drinks. I'm like, oh, yeah. you have a business, and you're going, well, what can I do? People, people laugh because they're like, well, it's just kind of self-promote. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's okay. It's helping someone. Right. Like those teachers, they're not mad they got free Sonic drinks. No. So when I'd go in and do these big speaking things for these teachers and stuff, and I'm like, hey, man, Sonic's giving everybody free drinks. That's a win for the company. It's a win for the teachers. Everybody feels loved and appreciated, and it really didn't cost a whole lot to make right. it happen. They're going to do it anyway. So think out of the box. Maybe you have a creative idea, and you can get in with us and, and start giving, start helping. That's right. See, Scott, look at that. That's 45 minutes went by like a flash, son. Mm. See, I bet they're driving in their car right now like going, I couldn't, I couldn't turn the radio off. It was so engaging. <laughs> Maybe they didn't. Maybe they were like, good Lord, hurry up and be finished. I hope not. No, me neither. And we no. won't you always want them. You want to leave them wanting a little bit. Yeah, more. and we're gonna do that. We'll right. be back on another podcast yeah, again. We will. Thank yeah, you for giving. If you are giving, thank, thank you for giving. You. Yes. If you want to yes. sign up, go online, man. Hook us up. I Help us out. Especially yes. thank you because I have to manage the chaos. Yeah. And John, John's like, we're trying to uh, uh, increase that. John, we are trying to get yeah. some more people helping us. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to help us, seriously, go online. TheSimpleChurch.tv. And look at the give section and see if you can be a part of it. And then email us at podcast at the simplechurch.tv. We have an email too now, right? That's what he did. That was it. Sorry. I might want to listen a little better. This is the email. (laughs) Yeah. You want to say it, John? It's podcast, podcast at the simplechurch.tv. And I personally am thankful that you give because I can buy cat food. Yeah. For my cats, not for me. For me. Yes. And Whataburger before you Whataburger. Yeah, yeah, Whataburger. So I'm personally thankful. Yeah, no problem. Yes. I'm thankful. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Yes. Where we're interview someone. No, I'm kidding. Now we have uh we have now I can't remember the names. <laughs> That's There's some important yeah. Evan and Mallory are coming on. They're yeah. it's our middle school pastor and our volunteer coordinator. Yeah. They're also a married couple. So be talking with they are married. <laughs> Thus, the same yeah. last name. They're not yeah. brothers. Not I didn't say their last name. Oh, I never no. said their last name. That's true. Mm. Good catch. <laughs> oh, gosh. We love y'all. Oh, Peace. Yeah.